Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking what the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com. Welcome in. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Garage sale today at Milwaukee Panther Arena for season ticket holders. Tomorrow for the general public. More details on that. All you have to do is go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Again, MilwaukeeAdmirals.com for more details there. Executive producer, other side of the glass. He is A.R. Adam Roberts. I want to talk to him about the Brewers. Also, we're going to hear from Marjan Bochamp, who had his press conference in the last hour and let you hear from the first-round pick of the Milwaukee Bucks. Did you see on Twitter, uh, A.R. Adam Roberts, the video uh, that was shot of how the Bucks did this for Marjan Bochamp? He walked in, and they had people on either side creating a lane like a hundred different people they had lined up, fans or whatever the case may be, lined up, cheering him and his family as the, as they walked in. It, Very cool. It did, and I also saw the big message they put on the big board Ooh, I didn't for see him that. and Fizer. What just was a welcome to Milwaukee. Oh, good. Yeah. Again, and I just, you know, that that I, I think is a pretty classy move, right? I, you you only get to have that moment once in your life, right? He can't get drafted as a first round pick again next year. Or is the first round pick again in three years by a different team? That moment happens one time. And that is a moment that he will never, ever forget. That is a moment that his family will never, ever forget. And for them to do it up the way they did it, A-plus Milwaukee Bucks, like, pat yourself on the back, do whatever you want to do. They did it the right way. I've been to plenty of first-round draft pick uh, press conferences in my life for the Milwaukee Bucks. Never have they ever done something like that of the ones I've been to back in the day. And I think more of those Bucks players would have been there today too, but a lot of them uh, right now are over in Greece because they are doing a screening of Rise, which I think is really cool. They're doing it on the basketball court that Giannis played in in Sepolia. They're airing a screening. It's right now, uh, so we'll probably hear more about that tomorrow. Uh, Pat Connaughton is there. Mm-hmm. Javon Carter is there. Yep. Jordan War is there. Those yep. are the three guys I saw. I don't know if there's anybody else there, uh, but those are the three guys we've seen on Twitter to this point. Now, um, I, I think it's great that the, the Bucks did what they did, and I'm looking forward to hearing from Arjan Bochamp uh, coming up here later in Sparky's Midday Mass. We'll play some of that back for you. But I have to talk about one little other thing before I get to the Brewers topic. Because it kind of angered me. It's not my team. I don't care if they win or lose. I don't root for them one way or the other. Nobody in my family roots for them one way or the other. In fact, I don't even know a person that roots for this team. So there is no underlying thing with me on this deal. Michael Jordan, dude, sell your team. Just sell your team. Enough is enough. So, based on the reports that I've read, the Hornets hired Steve Clifford again. 
You fired Steve Clifford to replace him with a the guy they had this last couple of years who was doing a fine job. Then you moved on from him to go back to Steve Clifford? No, that was not the intent, nor was that the purpose. You moved on to go find a better coach. So, Kenny Atkinson was going to be that guy, right? That was going to be your guy. Kenny Atkinson accepted and then turned down that job. Why? Because he was going to make more money as an assistant coach. Where is he? Golden State, I want to say. He's going to make more money as an assistant coach than is the head coach with the Hornets, apparently. So then Michael Jordan decides, okay, now we're going to talk to the most qualified candidate of everybody involved in Mike D'Antoni. Now, you may not like Mike D'Antoni and the fact that his teams don't play defense. And that very well may be true. And I'm not going to sit here and disagree with you. But the man's offense works. His teams win. They may not ever win a championship, but they win. They go to the playoffs. They get the job done. So then you meet with Mike D'Antoni, and you're Michael Jordan. You're not Bud Selig. Mm -mm. You're Michael freaking Jordan. Definitely a billionaire. With all the money in the world. And you're an NBA owner. And you decide that you don't want to pay Mike D'Antoni good money to be your head coach. You'd rather go the cheap route and hire Steve Clifford back a second time. You already fired him once, but apparently this is the only man that's going to work for the crap you're willing to pay. Ought to be ashamed of yourself. Do you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of the Chicago Bulls with Michael Jordan. It reminded me of that situation where Jerry Reinsdorf and Jerry Krause, and more Krause than I think Reinsdorf, to be honest with you, decided that they were done spending all this money and everything else, that they were going to blow this thing up and start over. They weren't going to pay Phil Jackson a crazy amount of money. They didn't want to spend the big money on anybody else, so they were going to start this thing over. Michael Jordan was hot, furious, didn't want to pay Phil, couldn't get along with Phil, Jerry Krause and Phil couldn't get along. And now you have an opportunity as an owner to take a young team that's got some talent now, the Hornets now, finally, it took him like 10, 15 years to figure out how to assemble a team talent-wise, but he's finally got some talent on that team. And you went the cheap route. I'm not saying Steve Clifford isn't a good coach. I'm not saying Steve Clifford can't get this team to the playoffs. What I am saying is there was a far more proven head coach out there. Hell, Mark Jackson would have made more sense than hiring Steve Clifford back at this point. I don't know if he even ever interviewed Mark Jackson. Again, I've said it before, and I... I don't think Mark Jackson will ever be a head coach in the NBA again. I think his, I think it's all done. I said that for Golden State. I, I, think, I think he's done. And it's unfortunate because I think he's a good head coach. But either way, you didn't, you didn't talk to him. That never came up. Van Gundy's out there. I don't think that ever came up. He never had any interest in paying money for a head coach. I go back to Joe Dumars. When he was with the Detroit Pistons as general manager, and back then... John Hammond was his right-hand guy, right? And they win a championship. You've got Chauncey Billups. you got Rip Hamilton, Ben Wallace, Tayshaun Prince, that whole crew. Then it gets to the point where now it's got to be blown up. They got to rebuild. I'll never forget it. Joe Dumars pretty much flat out at a press conference said, I, I'm not paying big money for a coach. We're going into rebuild. I'm going to hire some guy that has never had a chance that I don't got to pay a lot of money to to come in here and kind of earn his way through our rebuild. Had no interest in paying big money at that point for a proven guy when he knew his roster wasn't ready. Now, maybe Michael Jordan 
doesn't think his roster is capable of being a playoff team. Maybe Michael Jordan doesn't think his roster is capable of getting out of the first round. And maybe that's Michael Jordan's reason why he doesn't want to spend a lot of money on Mike D'Antoni. But you could have kept the previous coach versus hiring back Steve Clifford if that's how this whole thing was going to play out. Let's take it to another step of talking about being cheap, shall we? The Minnesota Twins just lost their pitching coach. Just quit. Why? Because he took a pitching coach job. Same job with LSU. Want to know why? Because LSU is going to pay him like $750,000. The pitching coach for the Minnesota Twins was making $350,000. It's not even the first time it's happened in baseball. It happened to the Detroit Tigers as well. If you are going to own a sports team and own a professional team, and if you're not willing to pay your staff, that's a big problem. Big problem. We can talk about being cheap on player payroll and all that other stuff. Okay, fine. I guess. I get it. So be it. But if you have the talent in place to compete and you're not willing to pay your coaches what they're worth, it's going to be tough. It's going to be real tough. And to me, it's embarrassing that a university is going to outspend a professional team on getting coaches. It's embarrassing. Flat out embarrassing. And just like it should be embarrassing to Michael Jordan that he had to go back to Steve Clifford after screwing that whole thing up because he doesn't want to pay money for a proven coach. I know most of you are like, why are you so worked up about this? But it is just irritates the hell out of me that that whole thing even happened. He never, Clifford never should have been back in that position. And again, not saying he's a bad coach. If you read the stories, many NBA people think he's a great head coach, and that may be. But Jordan already fired him once and went back to him now because he's the only guy that he probably could find to work for the peanuts that he's shelling out to pay the head coach in the NBA. Yes, Adam. That was a lot. And uh, if it makes you feel any better at all, Charlotte Hornets Twitter has for the last four days been up in arms about this. Not that it will matter at all in the slightest, but at least you have some solidarity with fans out there who are beside themselves that a guy who I think in his time and during that run from 13 to 18 didn't win any more than 43 games a season. Right. Yeah. But telling you, I, I don't. Just absolutely makes no sense. And yeah. good thing I'm not in Charlotte on the radio because I'm telling you, I would be losing my ever-loving mind. Again, went through it with the Bucks. Went through incompetent coaches. Went through incompetent staffs. Went through all of that from year to year going, what are we doing? And many of you calling into post-game shows, screaming and yelling about the incompetence of what was going on. Been through it. Been through it. Seen it, done it. Been there. Had an owner that meddled forever in Herb Cole. Been through that. Know how that works. You are a former freaking player. One of the greatest to ever play the game. And you still don't understand how the whole thing works. That's what makes it all the more frustrating. This isn't some some businessman that made money uh, off of stocks or whatever the case may be. This is one of the greatest players to ever play the game. Most will say the greatest of all time. And you cheap, 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 cheap owner. Ridiculous. If you played for you, you'd want to be traded. That's how cheap you are, and you're screwing up the whole organization in the process. Should just sell the team and move on. And he's not the only one. There are plenty of owners out there that go on the cheap, that have the funds, that can make this whole thing work, and simply choose not to and do not care. The Oakland Athletics. That's another fiasco out there. God bless Billy Bean. They're paying him good money, I'm sure. But to go through what he's got to go through every three or four years, having to tear that thing down, and then five people show up in the stands, and they wonder why. Why are are there only five people here? We're providing you with Major League Baseball. Hell, where is everybody? You can come see the Yankees play and beat our butt. You can come see the Boston Red Sox kill us. Come, Come support us. So, so dumb. Hey, real quick, speaking of people who should sell their team, uh, some Terry McLaurin news today. Ravens. He has signed a three-year extension a Washington, with Washington yeah. for $71 million in new money, which will include a $28 million signing bonus, which would be the largest given to a wide receiver. 
And a little over three quarters of the new money is guaranteed that from Adam Schefter. Good, man. It's a nice move for the uh, Washington commanders to give Carson Wentz a weapon at least, because if they lose McLaren, then Carson Wentz is really going to have a hard time in Washington. So nicely done. I'm sure Washington fans are happy with that. I'm sure they still want Daniel Snyder to sell the team, but either way. All right, coming up next, we're going to go over a revelation uh, that was made on the Wendy's Big Show concerning this Brewers baseball team. Uh, that's coming up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Garage sale going on today for season ticket holders tomorrow for the general public. Long hours tomorrow. Plenty of time for you to get over there to Milwaukee Panther Arena. Again, you're talking about uh, merchandise that they had inside the pro shop at a discounted rate. Got used uh, hockey sticks, jerseys, the whole deal going on at the garage sale for the Admirals. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com for more details to find out times that the garage sale is going on. Again, MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. And again, we broadcast live from the Lakeland University Studios, offering evening and online master's programs. Learn more at lakeland.edu slash get started. A couple of things. Uh, one of which, uh, before the break, A.R. Adam Roberts talked about the Terry McLaurin deal. Uh, the wide receiver for Washington, three-year, $71 million, right? Field Yates uh, tweeted this out. Wide receiver deals this offseason include Devontae Adams, five at 142. Tyreek Hill, four at 120. A.J. Brown, four at 100. Diggs, four at 96. Cooper Cup, three at 80.1. Doesn't that Cooper Cup deal seem awfully small when you start talking about these other deals in front of him? I mean, shouldn't Cooper Cup be somewhere in the range of Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill, right? No? I mean, I don't know. So Cooper Cup, three at 80.1 million. Terry McLaurin, three at 71. DJ Moore, three at 61.8 million. And then Mike Williams and Chris Godwin both got three at 60 million, which begs the question, how much is Metcalf going to get in Seattle? And when is that deal going to get done? Or is he going to end up getting traded before this whole thing is said and done in Seattle? Certainly doesn't seem like a price that Green Bay would be willing to shell out. Uh, no. No, 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 no. No, I, I, I totally agree with you on that. And I was going off in the previous segment uh, about this whole Michael Jordan uh, fiasco. Uh, and good old KS, sweet that Sparky Radio. That Atkinson thing, Kenny Atkinson turning down uh, and pulling out of the Hornets to go back to Golden State. That Atkinson thing might be more than just money. Many are of the belief that Kerr may coach one or two more years, and then the Warriors will turn over the reins to Kenny Atkinson. Okay. If that's the setup, then Michael Jordan can't compete with that. Then that's like saying, okay, here's Bill Belichick and here's Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels, you're eventually going to replace Bill Belichick. Okay, fine. And then Josh McDaniels leaves to go coach the Colts. Oh, wait, I changed my mind. I'm going to go back and be his replacement. Okay, sounds good. Oh, wait, here come the Raiders. Now I'm going again and out you go. So clearly that must not have been the plan because otherwise you would think Josh McDaniels would just stick it out and wait. Steve Kerr's not that old, right? I mean, it's not like Steve Kerr is 65, 70 years old and is getting to retire. I don't look at Steve Kerr and think, yep, he's out. It's all done. I, I think it's we're in bad shape. I think Steve Kerr could coach for another 10, 15 years, right? I mean, unless the, the, the amount of stress is adding up and getting to Steve Kerr, where he's told people, like, hey, it's too much. Like, once Steph is done, I'm done, something along those lines. People thought Belichick was going to be done when Brady was done. Uh, that never happened. So we'll, we'll see. Maybe, maybe there is something to that. And if that is the deal, good for Kenny Atkinson if he is able to be the next guy to run the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Sheets bullpen coach tweets at Sparky Radio and at 1250 AM, the fan. This shows you how much MJ thinks of Phil. He feels like him and Scotty would have won six with or without Phil. So he feels that his Charlotte players will determine their success on the court and the coach just runs practice and puts in subs. Let's talk about that for a second. I really was going to get to a burst topic, I swear. But So this is the thing. Would that Bulls team have won what they won without Tex Winter installing that triangle offense and running that triangle? Would that Bulls team have been as good without that offense being installed by Tex Winter? Who was Phil Jackson's guy? I, I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I know whether or not they would have won as many titles. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I know that they would have won as many games. I have my questions, though, and I have my doubts of whether or not they could have been just as successful 
That offense was the main reason what got them over the hump, in my opinion, because they were able to run it so well and master it. And defenses struggled defending it. And you had the perfect pieces with inside that offense to execute what they're trying to do. Really, not much different than what they're doing in Golden State with all these shooters. Or when D'Antoni is running an offense and how he likes certain guys in certain positions to run his offense. If you have the right personnel for the right offense, it works. And sometimes if you take that personnel out of that offense and you put them in a different offense, maybe they're not as successful. I mean, just go back to Budenholzer when he got here and asked Middleton, start shooting more threes. Don't worry about the mid-range jumper. That's how Milton, Milton was the majority of mid-range jumpers. Brooke, don't worry about around the basket anymore. Shoot more threes. So that was the coach that came in and said, yo, we're going to play my offense. You all are going to adapt to me. Figure it out. And that's what they did. And they won him a championship. It worked at the end of the day. It absolutely worked. So th- those are all things that I, I find uh, very interesting. If you don't respect a coach, and we, I think Michael Jordan respects Phil Jackson a great more deal than the, the, the listener does. But if I'm sure there are some players that have that mentality, that think, man, come on, you're not out here playing. We're going to make the plays, and we're going to be the reason we win. And you just got to get out, stay out of our way and not screw it up. And I'm sure that there are instances in history where NBA players, or maybe even, well, I don't know about NFL, but NBA players, probably for sure, and maybe MLB players, that thought that just don't screw it up. You stay over there. We know what we're doing. We got enough star power here. So, for instance, Riley DeSpolstra in Miami. LeBron, Bosh, Wade. When you go through and you do that, I'm sure some of that was, you aren't Pat Riley. We know what we're doing. We're all stars. We got this. Right? It's kind of step back, get out of the way. And then, once that whole thing went sideways or blew up, then Spolster really got to prove how good he really was and that he deserved the respect that he should have probably gotten from the jump. Fact of the matter is, he didn't get a ton of respect right away because of the talent that was on his team and they had won previous to him. Fair or unfair, that's how it played out. And then once he got away from those guys, and now you get this current group in there. Now, again, they haven't won, but they got to the finals with this current group. Grant you it was the bubble, either way. They got to the finals with this current group. He earned his respect once he got separated from those guys. Phil Jackson won with Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen, Shaq and Kobe, but in my opinion, the biggest one was also Kobe's biggest one. And that's when it was Kobe and Gasol. That there was the proving grounds of stop all this nonsense and all this talk about I can only coach and I can only win with the best players in the world because that's what everybody likes to say about Phil constantly. But he won with Kobe and a great supporting player in Paul Gasol. Very good player, all-star type player. But Kobe and Phil pushed Gasol to where he had to be in order to win. That, to me, was the differing, uh, deciding factor in the whole deal. All right, coming up next, we're going to hear from uh, our guy, Marjan Beauchamp, the first-round pick uh, of the Milwaukee Bucks. He talked just a little while ago. We'll hear from him next here. Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sparks Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Don't forget, Fan Afternoon Show comes up in one half hour with Kevin Holden, Crunchy, CBS 58 Sports Director in the chair. Coming up this afternoon, him and Sam Schmitz will entertain you. From 3 to 6 this afternoon and the rest of the week. Stephanie Sutton from Channel 12. She'll be in next week, Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, to entertain as well. So lots of good stuff for you on the Fan Afternoon Show. Now let's hear from Marjan Bochamp, the number one pick of the Milwaukee Bucks. He was greeted by a very class act Milwaukee Bucks organization who got a bunch of, I don't know if they were fans, employees, who they were, but about 100 people lined up on both sides to make it like an aisle way as he walked in uh, to Pfizer Forum. Uh, and we're cheering them and going crazy for him and his family as they walked in. Total class move by the Bucks. Very cool. Marshawn Bojamp uh, got up uh, and addressed uh, the media and everybody in attendance. Hey, Marjan. Jim Ozarski, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Nice to meet you. Welcome. Nice to meet you. Um, I, I'll start, though, with Mike. Uh, Mike, I, I am curious. What did you see in, in the type of player that, that you were about to draft? Yeah, I mean, I think we see a guy who's a very versatile um, you know, I think we always talk about, you know, the defensive end of the court, the competitiveness, um, you know, what drives players. And I think when we watched uh, Marjan um, play and, you know, I think, um, you know, it's a credit to the Ignite and what they're doing. He's been playing against pros um, this past season and to see what he does um, on both ends of the court. But I think his versatility stands out. Um, I think there's a understanding of how to play, um, a toughness, um, you know, and spending time with him, watching him work out with us. Um, he had a great workout. Um, you know, I think the way he shot it in the workout was impressive and then sitting down and spending time with him and, um, you know, hearing from him and hearing his story and where he is, um, his love for the game. And I think his excitement about potentially playing with us, um, it just, it felt really great, you know, and I think it was two or three days before the draft. I think he was flying from Milwaukee to New York. And, um, you know, we rely on the front office, you know, they, they know what we need and want, uh, but uh, we couldn't be more excited, you know, as a coaching staff and the players uh, to welcome Marjan and have him, uh, you know, compete and play at a high level with us. Hey, Marjan, Ben Steele from the Milwaukee Journal. Yes, Touches on what Mike mentioned a little bit, but what did you learn about being a pro from your time with the with the G League Ignite? Uh, I think I learned about being a pro from Ignite. Really, just you gotta you gotta be you gotta make a regimen and stay on it. And I feel like being there, I, I learned like new good habits. You know, just uh, eating right, uh, taking care of your body, and really just uh, out working. You know, like I didn't really come in with the opportunity to I'm not gonna be the man and stuff and I feel like that prepared me for this moment, you know, like uh, I found new ways in my game uh, to like stand out and really just like the coaching and they stayed on me and they, they pushed me to, to a limit where I, I didn't know I, I had. And I, I'm thankful. Yeah. Hey, Marjan, Eric named the athletic over here. Um, I, I'm just curious for you on draft night, you mentioned getting to learn from Giannis getting to learn from Chris. Um, there's a lot of places you could have got drafted. What does it mean to you that it's here, Milwaukee? And what do you kind of see as the opportunity here? Yeah, Milwaukee, it, it couldn't have gotten any better. Like, uh, you know, my my dad was like, I hope you fall down, like, to the 24th uh, pick. So, yeah, like, it's a it's a blessing to just uh, be in a winning uh, situation and winning team because I feel like I'm a winner, you know. I want to win, too. So I'm excited just to learn and uh, to grow from with this team. I feel like I can – you know, flourish with, with this team because I'm, I'm a fast learner and I want to learn. So uh, it's, it's exciting. And I, I was super excited when I got drafted here. Hey, Marjan, uh, welcome. Scott Gradsky, CBS 58, uh, building off of Eric's question a little bit. Obviously, a lot of the, the main pieces are here in Milwaukee already. How do you see yourself fitting in along this uh, the rest of the cast here? 
Yeah, I think I, I see myself fitting in, you know, uh, I, I feel like I'm a young, uh, young energy wings, but so I can come in and, uh, you know, defend and defend the best players and give it to my all. I feel like, uh, you know, and I know there's a lot of like attention on Giannis, you know, and so I feel like I can knock down that three ball in, in the corner. I've been working on it. So and and I, I feel like the, the fast break transition, I can I can flourish there and. Uh, you know, just keep learning from Coach Bud and from the players. And I feel like, yeah, it, once everything comes together, I, I feel like I can be out there. Stephanie Sun, WICN-TV, uh, you've got an incredible backstory. Has it sunk in yet that you are a Milwaukee Buck? That's question number one. And then how excited are you to play with Giannis and learn from him? Yeah, uh, I think it's getting pretty real now like uh the last couple of days it, it still didn't feel real but now that I'm here in front of you guys and with the organization like it's real you know and I'm here and I'm excited and to play with yeah like uh Giannis and Drew and Chris like you know those are NBA all-stars vets you know so like and th then to reach out to me and uh like you know, it's, it's amazing. And I never thought, I, you know, I'll be in this position. But, yeah, I'm just excited and I just want to learn and uh, just grow and be one of them, you know, one day. So, yeah. Hey, Marjan, Greg Matzik with WTMJ Radio in the back here. Um, we saw your tears on draft night. We can see your smile today. Uh, it feels like those tears and the smile are, are validation from all the decisions you made, all the places you played. But was there a time where you felt like, this may not work out. I, I may, I may have to go a different path and I may not get to achieve my dream. What was that point? Uh, yeah, I, it, there was a point uh, in my life that I, you know, didn't really believe in myself. Like that was probably like a year ago, uh, a little like, like a year ago and like some months, but, uh, yeah, was, you know, I didn't, I didn't have no opportunity, you know, and, you know, I wanted to be in the league so bad, but like, I feel like God was telling me like, it's not that time, you know? So, uh, you know, I kept going and kept trusting God and, you know, I'm a year later, I'm here. So like, it's, it's crazy that, uh, it happened so fast and, uh, I'm just, you know, thankful that I'm, I'm here. Cause like, yeah, like I said, like a year ago, I, I really didn't think I'll be in this position. What made, going? what made me keep going was, uh, really my grandma, you know, she, she told me like, just keep, uh, trusting God. And, uh, I, I start praying every day and really this, my, my, you know, my goal is like, you know, I want to get my mom a house one day. So like part of her was like, tell me to go, keep going, you know, just to see where we, we were a year ago. And now like, it just made me keep going. And, uh, you know, I, I see, I see the vision of greatness. So I, I really just want to, you know, keep going. Yeah. Uh, so much about this league is versatility, being able to defend different positions. What do you kind of see as your ability at the next level and, you know, as a defender? Right. Uh, I, I feel like my defense versatility, like uh, I can guard through one through four and really just like keep learning from like, I, I want to ask a lot of questions with Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. Like uh, they're great defenders and uh, Brooke. So like, yeah, I feel like, I can really get good, get good at this, uh, the defensive side. And I feel like that's going to take me to the next level and keep me in the league for a long time, you know, not, not just be here, but, uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm excited about that and, uh, my length and how to use it and getting stronger. I can't wait. So, uh, yeah. Eleni Bride, TMJ four news, Marjan, you just mentioned you wanted to get a house for your mom. We know of course your story about being homeless at some point, was it Milwaukee feeling like home that really wanted you to be here? Because that's something that a lot of players say, even if it's just for a year, mm. Milwaukee seems like home. Yeah. You know, uh, when I got drafted to Milwaukee, like I, I, I seen the love for, for me, you know, and uh, it felt like home. So, and when I got here yesterday, like it felt home and I, I seen a, I seen a billboard myself I was like wow like I dreamed of like being on billboards you know and just the the welcoming and the, the love in Milwaukee like I can't wait to just meet the fans and uh interact with them because you know I, I've been trying to do my best to interact with them you know because 
they've been showing a lot of love and yeah, I just I just can't wait to uh to get settled in here. Marshawn, yeah. what'd you what do you know about Milwaukee before you got picked here and, and have these guys shown you around a little bit? Yeah, uh I, I got I got shown around a little bit. You know, I seen the lake, I seen uh the beach and uh just the city and uh, I didn't really know much, but I know, you know, like their championship team and uh you know I I, I think being here, like, I can't wait to, like, see the city and just interact with everyone. And I feel like it's a it's a sports city. So, like, you know, it's, it's going to be lovely. Have yeah. any of those vets, Giannis, Chris, or Drew, reached out to you since you got picked? Yeah, uh, draft day, you know, uh, Giannis texted me. He's like, welcome to the team. Let's go win a shit. So I, I was like, wow, like, he's he's ready. And, I don't, you know, I'm I'm for it, so. Oh, Chris, Chris Middleton reached out also. And, uh, yeah, he, he just welcomed me to the team and I can't wait to learn from him. You know, this, I feel like I can be a player like him, you know, and, uh, I can't wait to like, yeah, just interact with these guys because they seem cool and good people. So. There is Marjan Bochamp, a little bit of it. I'm not going to play the whole thing, uh, but a, a little bit of what Marjan Bochamp had to say earlier at his press conference, number one pick by the Bucks. You know something that I found very interesting in all of this? So we did a topic on the big show. Would you give Middleton an extension? If so, how long, how much, right? If y'all have been paying attention, man, there's dudes talking about how they see their game like Chris Middleton. That's kind of who they pattern themselves after. There's some of that going on. Keegan Murray, that draft pick uh, Sacramento took out of Iowa, the, all he talked about was Chris Middleton in his press conference. He was all about Chris Middleton. Uh, that was his main dude. Bojamp, he talked about, even on draft night, he couldn't wait to get to Milwaukee and work with Chris Middleton because he saw some of Chris Middleton in him. Now, we can sit here as a fan base of the Milwaukee Bucks and bang on Chris Middleton and be mad at Chris Middleton and be frustrated with Chris Middleton and all that other stuff. Talk about Chris Middleton's not worth this, not worth that. Now, again, okay, I've been one of those people. Fair enough. Not nearly as negative as a lot of y'all, but I have had my criticisms of the man too. But having said that, when you start hearing guys coming out of a draft pinpointing your second best player on your team of that's who they look at to pattern their game after. That's who they remind themselves of is that second best player on your team. You may not say Chris Middleton is a superstar. He's a damn star, though. He's a star. Now, again, one guy's G League, Ignite, right? And Yakima, Washington. The other dude is played in Iowa. So the dude that played in Iowa, okay, fine. Right, they see a lot of bucks, I guess, maybe to a certain degree. Bucks are on. I mean, now with how everything is, you can see highlights of anybody whenever you want to see them. You can see pretty much any game you want if you really want to watch uh, any game one way or the other. So there's a lot more access to all of this. And the one thing I don't know if it's true or not, but in that movie Rise uh, about Giannis, uh, there's scenes in there about him and his brothers trying to see highlights of uh, different NBA players, right? So Hakeem Olajuwon, Magic Johnson, those guys. And there's a scene in there where Giannis is watching highlights. I think it was a Magic Johnson or whatever, right? And he's watching, and then all of a sudden, again, if you're older, you maybe remember this, but uh, he's watching it like a computer-type deal. And then all of a sudden it pops up. Your time has expired. Pay more for more time to, to watch on the internet or whatever the case may be. And he's just like, oh, of course. Okay, fine. Well, that's the end of that. I'll, out you go, right? So you get so many minutes for free, and then you have to pay after that uh, in order to do it. You, I'm sure you probably don't remember such a oh, thing, do you? You do. Regardless, Sparkly, I don't remember it growing up, but in France, when I was over in Paris oh. about 10 years ago, in right. Europe, internet cafes are still very much a real thing, and it's exactly the same, same way. Got to yeah. pay for your time when it's out. Clink, clink. Got to put more money in. Got to put more money in, and that's exactly what it was for him. Uh, or at least based on the movie, again. He, uh, I'm assuming, approved all of this and had their big movie premiere in Greece going on right now. He's the executive producer, isn't he? Right. Yeah, so I would so. assume that most of this is all true. Like I said, the the draft part of this is super condensed and fast-forwarded, and there's a lot of stuff left out as far as the whole draft process and what actually happened um, at the very end. They kind of rushed through the end of it. The movie's not that long. The movie's like, what is the movie, an hour and 18 minutes, hour and 20 minutes? 
I mean, it is, I, I think the movie is relatively short, hour and a half maybe. It, I don't I don't think the movie is is all that long. One actual, hour and 53 minutes. Yeah. So hour and, I guess it's longer than I thought it was then. So somewhere in that area. It went by pretty fast though. And again, I, I like it. Disney Plus, uh, if you want to watch uh, the Rise movie. And aren't, didn't you say we're working on somebody for tomorrow Correct. who's at the Rise premiere in Greece today, right? Mm-hmm. Who yes. is that? Uh, that would be, I want to make sure I pronounce We've had him last on the last sh- name right. We've had him on the show before. Correct. I just want to make sure, because you know me with names and we're in radio, we want to make sure we pronounce this correctly. It's, uh, Harris Stavro. Yeah, Harris from Stavro. From Sport 24. Yep. We've had him on the big show before. Uh, he's at the event. If you follow him on Twitter, he's been taking videos and pictures and posting them up from the red carpet and everything that's going on in Greece for the Rise, uh, movie. So we'll have him on. Uh, tomorrow, looking forward to that. And we're looking at uh, trying to get somebody out to talk about the Rays uh, and Willie Adamas' time with the Rays and how Willie Adamas has played since he left the Rays. Uh, working on that, too, for tomorrow's Wendy's Big Show. Coming up in just a couple of minutes, Kevin Holden, crunchy CBS 58 sports director. As he gets ready to host the Fan Afternoon Show coming up here at 3 with Sam Schmitz as his executive producer. That's all straight ahead. Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals on 1250 AM, The Fan. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals on 1250 AM. The Fan, Milwaukee Admirals garage sale going on today and tomorrow. Milwaukee Panther Arena today, season ticket holders tomorrow. General public, pretty much an all-day event tomorrow for times on both. All you have to do is go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. We're talking about discounted merchandise from the Pro Shop, used hockey sticks, jerseys, whole deal. Once a year. We had John Greenberg on last week, president of the Admirals. He said this is kind of like Christmas time for a lot of the Admiral season ticket holders. Uh, so, again, take advantage of it at Milwaukee Panther Arena. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer is being joined now by CBS 58 Sports Director Crunchy Kevin Holden. So he gets ready to host the Fan Afternoon Show today, day two, three to six this afternoon. How did day one go after not having done this for a while? Yeah, I didn't burn anything down. Good. That, that good, was yes. important. It's positive. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, having having Sammy at the controls was, you know, was great. He, you know, he understands what's up. But yeah, we right. talked a, a ton of Brewers and Bucks. We were joking because day one was a Brewers off day. It's the summer Sometimes that's the day when you start digging into the baseball card collection yep. or whatever. Uh, we actually had a ton of topics. I thought it flew that's by. good. Yeah, it, it's good uh, when you have you know a bunch of people involved in in coming up with topics and so forth versus trying to do it all yourself. Right. So when Sam can come with topics and you have your topics and yeah, it becomes a lot easier. Uh, okay, what's coming up on today's show? So one of the things we want to talk about with this Brewers offense, everybody knows it needs a boost. Does it? Does it? Does it? Because we went through the numbers today, and y'all should do the same, because we were talking about the Brewers as well. Top half uh, in OPS, top half in runs scored, fourth in home runs. If you go through the numbers, one guy called in and said, yeah, but how good are they when there's guys on base, runners in scoring position? So I said, all right, let's look it up. Runners in scoring position. They're fourth in baseball OPS with runners in scoring position. Wow. Right. So what we discovered looking at the numbers, was this offense really is getting the short end of the stick with this fan base when you start digging into the numbers of actually how good they are. I'm with you. I look at this offense and go, it stinks. They need like two or three bats. (laughs) But, But when you look at the numbers, you go, well, based on the numbers, they don't stink. I mean, they're not the Yankees, but... They're top half of baseball. It's not like they're bottom of third of baseball, Kevin, right That's now. That's good. That's good. I mean, plus you get Tellez and Renfro in the middle of the order, and you get a couple of other guys back. <clears throat> it's going to make a big difference. Right. But, uh, and so so our question was, and I, I, you answered it, um, I, but the, the question we're going to ask is, is one bat all they need? No, they need two or three. Right. And I'll tell you right now, if you read that Kurt Hogue piece in the Journal Sentinel today, there aren't bats. There's nothing. It's crap. I mean, the majority of it is crap. And what is out there is first baseman, corner outfield guys. Yeah, you don't it's not center fielders. Right. And outside of Drury, there's really no third baseman per se out there at this point. It's right. True. So it's Mancini. It's CJ Crone. It's guys like that that are out there. Um, who, who is the uh, Josh Bell? That's another guy that's out there. I mean, there's not guys. Candelaria was on the list for the Tigers. He's hitting under 200. Now, that's a third baseman. I don't want that, dude. That's not a guy you want. I mean, you might as well go Peterson and Brasso if right. you're doing that, or Urias over there when, when Wong comes back. I mean, I, maybe the answer is to 
to to get McCutcheon in a time machine and then put him back in center field. Get the, get the MVP McCutcheon back and put him in center field. I just don't think physically he can do it. I don't either. It, it's not. I don't think it's possible. I don't. I don't think physically he could handle the day to day grind of having to play center field every day. No. It's nope. and and you would you would be wishfully thinking that you had something close to the McCutcheon of the MVP years, and it's just not the case. He's he's a fun, a fun veteran. He's a good provider for the offense. He's hit well in June. But it's but we're not talking not a defensive player not the one that used to rip the Brewers up every year correct absolutely all right so what else you got uh, there's that Vinny Rotino from Bally Sports Wisconsin Love is going to join us Love hey they, their team grew their team did grow Stephen Watson that's a weird situation wouldn't you say that's a little weird situation feels like a swap a little so bit? yeah like Dario Melendez leaves that to be sports director at twelve to replace Dan Needles. Okay, and then Watson, who is one of the sports anchors there, he then leaves to go replace Dario Melendez on the pre and post game shows. Yeah, I when I saw that initially that he was leaving, I didn't have the inside info like many of you probably did. I just thought he was ESPN. I thought he was gone because I think he's I think he's really good and he's probably ESPN like national type guy. I think talent wise, I think he's that good now. The fact that he's staying is great because obviously I didn't want to see him leave, uh, but he's yeah he's really good. So I look forward to seeing him. He's 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 grown ties in this area too since moving here. Uh, he did go to college at Wisconsin, but he's you know he's got ties now to Milwaukee, and uh, and I think that'll hold. <clears throat> I also wonder, and this is this is you know there was some stuff I know and some stuff I don't. Sure. So I can say this to speculate because there is some stuff I don't know. I wonder if this isn't the only thing coming for him. In other words. Say he works for Bally, but also has some other project on the side. Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I think there may be some other stuff coming because, like you said, I mean, you can't argue the talent and and the the grit and heart as a as a sports journalist. I mean, he he was he was a bulldog. He, he got does social it. media really well, um, and like you said, he works hard. Yeah, I mean, he he's on top of it. So yeah, I think that's a great addition for Bally Sports Wisconsin. All and, right, sorry, and great for us. Because uh, yeah, I don't because we don't have to get any more emails. Watson did this. Why didn't you do this? <laughs> used to couldn't, get those. Couldn't even imagine having to deal with that nonsense. <laughs> Thankfully, we don't have to deal with that in sports talk radio. <laughs> Thankfully, that never happens to us. So Thank God. this I I hope I'm not giving away too much, but there was another sports department in town a couple of years ago back when we had uh, Christina Tucci. Sure. There's another sports department in town that got gathered and chewed out by their management because of us. Really? He said 58. Is scrappy. That was the term they used. Scrappy. Fifty eight is we'll scrappy. Take it. We'll be Dude, the scrappy news department. Nothing. Nothing puffed his chest out more than when I heard some manager from another Hell station yes. call us scrappy. I love that. Dude, that's amazing. And now you all got Jesse Garcia over there running the news department and stuff. It's so much fun. Uh, I and, love Jesse Garcia. And she's got. She's you know, just a great, knowledge. great person. Yeah, love her. And and I mean, look, it's you know. You deal with managing people. Mm-hmm. There are two parts to it. You do have to manage schedules and 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 things that are tangible, but then you also have to manage personalities, correct, and egos. And we have them in this business. And and I, to me, and you know, Jesse in in her position in that role has done a very good job of treating people like people. You know what I like about her a lot is, I mean, I've known her for years, obviously, but like since she's gotten this gig, she does a great job, whether it be on LinkedIn or whatever really promoting who works for the great jobs that they do her just like the other day she did put something out about taking an evening stroll and ran into whoever it was two people two people that worked for her from cbs 58 and i i'm blanking were you one of them scott and darius yeah that's who it was right and they were just having coffee or something uh, watching some race or something uh whatever she plopped down took a selfie with them and, and and sat there and talked to them I mean, you don't see a lot of these other people doing that type of stuff. It feels when I see her post stuff, I feel like it's y'all are more of a family. Yeah. Not saying that the others aren't in town, radio and TV stations, but she really makes it feel that way by how she kind of manages the message going out. And that's to me, it's one of the most important things that you want to have a you want to have a, a team of or a group of good people is different from a good team. Yes. So you have to get the buy in. And and that I think is is going to help get the buy. I mean, if we're just talking straight personally, the first Telemundo broadcast, she blasted it out there on LinkedIn right. and other platforms. And look, I know it's small. I know it doesn't mean anything. But it's kind of nice to hear somebody in my building recognize that that's going on because no it was doubt. it is the, it's a dream come true for me, and it has been for yeah. thirteen years. And you do a great job. I appreciate that. I don't want to go blasting other people before her, so I'll just stay out of that business. <laughs> uh, what else you got coming up on your show? So so it's Vinny at four and it's Bart Winkler four thirty. 
Um, That'll be entertaining. That's <laughs> on a Tuesday too. He, he filled in for me today on the big show for the first hour of the show with Gary. And I didn't hear a lot of it. I was at the doctor. Uh, but, yeah, I heard that was very entertaining today as well. He's he's already lathered up. I, mean, I love Bart. That's what I love about, like, you know, Monday is one thing, but then with a head of steam, yeah, he's he's something. That'll be good. Yeah, All right. So it'll be a fun show. There you go, Fan Afternoon Show. Crunchy Kevin Holden comes up next, along with executive producer Sam Schmitz. Have a good one. Toodles! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.